This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Rhonda. Rhonda is a 6-3 reflector and is with us today from Texas, sharing with us her unique story and reflections on becoming a unicorn. Welcome, Rhonda. Thank you so much, Annie. I'm delighted to be here. It's so funny that um, that you've created this podcast, and I know it's early days yet, but this is this is something I'm starting to understand about the way that um, I operate also is that I'll get a thought, a really powerful thought, and within the next two or three weeks, whatever that thought was manifests, and this is one of those thoughts that manifested was this podcast. I really love that. I love that you say that because... I've been thinking a very similar thought. It's like being the unicorns. It's like we sometimes do generate all of these, all these amazing ideas. And then next thing you know, somebody's doing it. It's like we, the collective consciousness, we just push it out there all the time. Anyway, I was delighted to find out that this, that you were doing this and I'm so happy to be here. So thank you. Thank you you so much. So let's get into it. Let's uh, talk about you and your discovery of human design. How did you find it? How did you feel? Could you start with that? So um, (laughs) I have mistakenly been telling some people that I've been in my experiment now for three years, but I went back and I did the math and I'm terrible at math. And I realized it's actually been not as long as I thought. Uh, it's been it's been more like, I guess I was like two and a half years, but I was saying that like a while ago. So obviously my concept of time, and I think this may happen for some reflectors, especially those without the 515 channel, um, it's very distorted. <laughs> but I will say that the first time that I came across it, um, it was, it was, yeah, it was about two and a half, I'm going to say years ago. And it came up um, I was with my partner at a spontaneous like um, music dance uh, meetup jam. He was he was a DJ. He still is, and uh, a friend of his invited him to come do um, to DJ this dance collective meetup. And one of the dancers, her name was Millie. Um, she and I got into a conversation after the event, and I remember she. I, I don't know what triggered this um, expression, but she said, oh, I bet you're a reflector. And I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, you know, if you want to find out, you can just go type, put in your birth details. And she, she you know, like told me to look up human design because I was very big into like all sorts of, you know, personality quizzes and tests. I have been all my life, um, probably makes sense since I'm an open, a completely open G center. So it's all about identity. So I've always been trying to figure out who am I supposed to be. Um, so this was another one of those uh, things where I was like, oh, well, let me go check this out. And of course, I put in my birth details from memory of my birth certificate. And because it was in uh, military time, I made a mistake. And mm-hmm it gave me my type as projector, which I totally was like, oh yeah, that kind of resonates. I'm into that. That makes sense. And I tried to live that way for about a year before I redid it with the correct 
birth details because I came across my birth certificate and get again and human design was starting to come up more and more in my friend circles and I'm like I'm just going to double check against this and that's when it was like I put in the correct time is 9.06 p.m. and that made all the difference so it was a shift of 12 hours or whatever and I was like oh my gosh I really am a reflector <laughs> and um, then I started reading more about that and and I was hooked at that point because it really was resonating so much louder for me. Wow and I had a very similar experience that I when I first found out about it I plugged in again military time I'm glad you said that because yeah. it's I think they've changed it now. It depends on which platform you use. But I got the projector too. And I'm like, yeah, exactly, exactly what you said. I, yeah, okay. But it didn't sit. And then when you find out the real, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny though, because I do, I have a, I have a very special relationship with, uh, with projectors. I have a a good number of very close projector friends uh, and I love projectors and I love projector energy and I am envious of projector energy, their aura, the penetrating aura, the guides and the facilitators, because I, I do, I think it's partially probably because of my transferred motivation as being desire that I get stuck in this thought of, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could just guide and facilitate and have that juicy, like, I'm just, I really get you and it's all about you and me right now. Um, because that's as in I mean I've uh, one of my passions has been uh, you know I'm a I'm a singer-songwriter and um, performance artist and I've been I've I've moonlighted as a musician for many years even though I've brushed with fame but never actually really accomplished it lots of stories around that but uh, the art of the serenade is very important to me because I'm definitely a one-on-one kind of person. So the mm. reflector thing is interesting, but I've also, I also get the community aspect of it too, where it's like uh, reflectors are sort of, they have an area of effect. You know? Yes. <laughs> and you, and, and you just know things. <laughs> yeah. As you were saying before, it's like things just pop into your mind and then it's manifested out. I love it. So tell me, when you found out, when you plugged it in, comes up and it says you're a reflector. Rhonda, you are a reflector. You are a 6-3 reflector. Tell me, how did that feel? What what were the first things that you started to do or implement? Okay. Well, I mean, when when you first look up your human design chart, it can look like a mess of spaghetti. Um, And be very overwhelming because it doesn't really look like anything else uh that i have come across you know like enneagram charts myers-briggs um astrology it's kind of got it's got all the it's got the astrology like planet symbols on the side it's got red and black it's got red and black lines it's got different centers in this body shape and you're like whoa this is overwhelming but it did have like a little synopsis about what my my type was about and as i'm reading it and i'm i'm looking at the demographic like um percentage of you know how many how many of this type can can you find and it's one percent and i'm like okay yeah of course i'm the weirdo i'm like the one percenter (laughs) the unicorn unicorn, (laughs) not the weirdo (laughs) (laughs) right so um so so that was why i was like okay 
Um, I have to know more about this because this is really like resonating for me. Um, um, so I immediately started, you know, cause I'm, I'm actually pretty tech savvy and I grew up with a bunch of computer nerds and hackers. And so I, and I love research. So I, I was determined to find out as much information as I could about this human design stuff. And I did, I, I was able to get a hold of some of the like original material from, from raw and the, um, and then also like, like immediately because I'm a big reader I read through um the whole <laughs> uh rave eating basically which is a pretty pretty big book but I was like wow this is I mean I of course I, you know I looked at my my specific dates and I did that but this I I have so I really do I have like a wealth of information. The 6-3, the profile, I had no idea what that was about until yeah. kind of later on. I really, where I started with was just, what is the reflector thing? What is yeah. that about? Just the type. Yeah. And then I, and then I broke down the pieces after that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And when you found out, I've been thinking about this question a lot during the week. Mm -hmm. Did you go down the, the path of, I need to find out everything about me? Or did you go down the path of, I need to plug my whole family, my friends, I need to know who I'm around? Oh, yeah. Which went I, first? Uh, <laughs> so I, um, I, as soon as I got like the basic gist of the system, I, and I'm definitely a systems person, like I like to know the overview of how it all works. I realized that there was no way I was going to really understand it, and especially being a reflector type and what, I, what little I understood about what the type was about without being able to compare my chart with other people's charts and then seeing in my experience of them if it resonated for me so yes absolutely i was one of the first things i did was start plugging in my friends and family's charts <laughs> like their <laughs> birth details like i got it i had to know <laughs> that's right and it's like that you, you go to a friend you're like um so do you know what time you were born yeah i know it's, so, <laughs> it's so, becomes the general conversation now like can I, and you feel like the other day I was talking to someone and I wanted to ask them, I wanted to say, um, what time were you born? And I went, that's really creepy. And you can't just continually go around asking people. And I'm like, well, I can. <laughs> there are whole memes about that right now because of the, the whole, like, you know, because there is a bit of the, um, for, for the skeptics out there and the people who are very much more, um, you know, they're scientifically minded. This this human design business can seem very fringe science and also spiritual woo-woo to people. Yeah. And and it's and in alignment with people who are very much like, I don't, you know, I don't buy into astrology and I don't, you know, like all that stuff. So there there is a sort of delicate nature to it depending on like who you're talking to. So of course, if you ask somebody, especially if you don't know them very well, and one of the first things you're asking them is something as like sensitive as what time were you born? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it does it does come across that way. So yeah. I try to approach it as tactfully as possible. <laughs> I love that um what I love, but you know, that your friend straight away assumed that you're a reflector. Then you found out though that you well, you didn't find out that you put in that you're a projector yeah and I've been thinking about this too whereas if you go out in the world and you do kind of get to know people and you peg them do you find that you can generally peg people um so I can only imagine that with 
time and more study and experience that I will be able to peg people a lot better. I have been trying, uh, trialing it out. And um, one, uh, the type I usually always get, well, I mean, it's so easy to guess somebody's a generator. And I mean, it's hard to like fail there because it's like 67% of the population is some kind of generator. Yeah. But I will say that like, I definitely pick up on um, energy. And so what I think I'm really more sensitive to is whether somebody has a, a, a lot of motors in their, yeah. their chart. So sometimes, for instance, like I met a projector recently and they have a lot of, they, for, for they, obviously they don't have the sacral, but they did have a lot of other motors and I mistakenly thought they were a generator. And I think it was because of that. Um, because I also, because I know other projectors who only have like one motor or no motors. And so that's sort of a different energy feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely feel like it's easier to, to pick out other ref reflectors. Um, usually I actually had, I've even done this where it's like, I went to, um, a, a website where it had human design analysts in all their pictures and I, and when you clicked on, on each one's picture, it would take you to their page and then it would display their personal like uh, profile and type. But until you did that, you couldn't see. And so I just like played this game with myself. I'm like, let me see if I can find a reflector in this group just by the picture. Did I you? don't know what it was. Yeah, I did actually. I, I was, I, I don't, I mean, I was like, it's, it's either this one or this one. So it was a choice of two. Um, and it definitely was one of the two, so you know. Um, oh, it's a thing. Reflector games. Yeah. <laughs> Reflector <laughs> games. Ah. I love it. So have you, um, because I, I obviously I'm meeting a lot of reflectors, but not in the person. So I still have not, I possibly have, and I just haven't noticed. Like we, we're not, we're not that, we are rare, but we're not that rare. There's still quite a number of us around. But do you have a circle that you have caught up with like have you been in close proximity to others so i am fortunate to have had um at this point already uh close relations with two reflectors um the first one was actually the the girl millie that thought i was a reflector she herself was a reflector maybe that's why she thought i was a reflector she just called it um based on a very small conversation that we had. Mm -hmm. uh, and she unfortunately doesn't live here anymore, but I keep in touch with her via Instagram. She's a dancer, um, lovely, lovely person. And then the other reflector I know is somebody also in my community here in Austin, Texas. Um, and I have been trying very hard to just have some one-on-one -on -one time with her and see what that's like to just be like in the, in another reflector's aura for an extended period because I never really had that opportunity with Millie. Like I think I had maybe one day where I got to have an extended conversation with her, but there was another energy type in the room. So it kind of, that makes mm -hmm. it super crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so just having that reflector to reflector um, in person sort yeah. of yeah. thing, I haven't really gotten to experience that, but I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. For science. For science. <laughs> so talk to me, talk to us about your family dynamic. How was that for you 
growing up now you know that what you know um so I so again I think this was very fortunate for me because I was born into a family where almost uh you know it is it was like a microcosm of the demographics we have in our world like I had two I had a manifesting generator father a generator mother a manifester sister a projector brother and then two manifesting generator sisters um oh so and one pure generator brother sorry so so six kids all together and um yeah all of the the rare types there was just one of each you know <laughs> it was like we got we had one one projector one manifester one reflector and yeah. yeah so that was that was interesting now of course you know this is all like me taking what i know now uh, through this modality of human design and applying it to um, my memories and my memory my childhood and my family growing up and thinking about that the dynamic for sure was interesting because um, <laughs> I think that uh, when I when I came into and I'd be curious actually here's one to ask some reflectors if this is an experience in any of them their lives I'm just for science um, my mom has told me that of all her children I was the only one that she didn't realize she was pregnant with because she never experienced morning sickness and she um <laughs> so she actually like was go in for an uh a just a annual physical checkup and the doctor mentioned to her at the end of the exam and did you know that you're 12 weeks pregnant and that was me and that this was after 12 years of no children and she'd already you know had four four kids and had tried for an, a, a fifth and hadn't had any luck so um you know and she's um catholic and didn't believe in birth control and just figured you know she was gonna if she was meant to have a baby she would have another and she was gonna leave it in god's hands and that's kind of why she both you know no pressure mom but i was i became the miracle child at that point because it was an unexpected but very pleasant surprise um because at that time in my parents life my dad was in a stable position with work and um you know the older kids were uh were, were out of the the ages where they needed to be looked after constantly and it was like having that new like baby energy in the house again was really a delight and actually as the signature of reflectors go i i was a surprise i was a surprise and i was an utter delight in my family so i had this really like idealistic beautiful childhood as a baby mm. reflector um, with lots of love and support from my family members. It was like I had three sets of parents, all different generations. Um, I grew up in Long Beach, California. We had a beautiful backyard with a jacuzzi and every imaginable um, fruit tree. And um, was, yeah, so it was, it was like the Garden of Eden. I used to run around back there completely naked until I was almost six years old. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, so that I have to say, not even knowing anything of um, my my family had knowing nothing about human design yeah. environment being so important to reflectors i really did get i think in my opinion a beautiful environment 
in development. But here's the clincher. That sixth year was a big year for me because you they you know the first seven years because it, it goes in seven year increments right of like this developmental yeah. thing where so you know it takes seven years for every cell in your body to be replaced and also that tends to be like Ross says is like you know it's seven years to decondition and it's seven years for you to to reach like some stable sort of identity as as a as a person like from yeah. the time that you're born well in my sixth year there was a really a major tragedy that affected my family. And this is where I think the beginnings of my incarnation cross started as um, the left angle cross of upheaval. Um, my whole family was thrown into upheaval because we lost my brother John um, tragically in a motorcycle accident. And my mom and dad, uh, me and my little sister, because there was one more after me, mm. surprise. I was like, well, we need we need to have another one because you know otherwise Rhonda won't have any playmates. <laughs> all the, all the other brothers and sisters were at least twelve years older than me, so it was it was an interesting. That that's why I say it's interesting because you know my mom went straight back to having morning sickness with my little sister, um, and she was a completely completely different kind of child. She's she's a um, a man uh, she's a manifesting generator, yep. and. Um, anyway, I love manifesting generators. I tend to date them. It's so strange. I, it's, I think it's me trying to like, uh, work on my relationship with the manifesting generators in my family. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot to unpack there. Um, um, sorry, I don't know if I finished, I don't know if I finished my thought there, but yeah, my, so my, so my, so that caused a lot I mean so that last year that going into age seven so from six years of age and that last year of development was like then I got that really that hard rude awakening the the cast cast out of the garden of Eden with my yeah. brother's death where it was like oh life is not just you know, a bowl of cherries and this is something that especially for a reflector who is you know, we're just so open and, and empathic and receive that the energies of others so easily. Mm -hmm. That was a major disturbance in the force. Um, and I, as a six-year-old, it was very hard to navigate. I didn't really quite understand why the energy dynamics had changed so drastically. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot has come out of that for me, I think, like, and has actually prepared me to navigate some other very major major upsets in my life but you know this is I think when I look at it it's been a wonderful permission slip to just go okay well I'm a 6'3 that means like you know for the first <laughs> two-thirds of my life it's just going to be trial and error and um, lots of upsets and it's really about like how do I reframe my narrative to not be a victim yeah, yeah, I love that wisdom. And, you know, I just realized as you were saying that as well, and I'm, I'm really sorry, and thank you for sharing that beautiful story. Um, we also start to go to school around six or seven, don't we? If, if we're obviously not homeschooled, if we, we, we are in the schooling system. And that can be quite a shock for children or us 
when we're kind of used to that more home environment or a church environment, it's quite sheltered. And then we get thrown into a school environment with sometimes up to 30 other children, depending on where you are in the world. Mm -hmm. It can be quite challenging. Um, I don't actually, I don't ever remember it being challenging, but I know that I you didn't, you didn't have that feeling of fitting in anywhere. It was like you tried to look for your little, your little tribe and find a little friend and, and then, yeah. you know, girls can be bitches and it's <laughs> girl. And, it's true. But you do look I, back and go, oh, I don't remember it being hard, but I remember trying to find, um, even right through high school, still you had friends, but still trying to find where you slotted in amongst the social groups. I would say that my experience in school was um, that I never stayed with any one particular clique. Um, I was a bit of a lone wolf, but welcome in every group. And that's interesting and makes sense too in, in, with, with the reflector type. Um, mm. But even so, um, even, even though I was welcome in all those groups, I never did fully feel completely integrated with any of them. Mm. Um, and it, it was also, and I mean, one of my memories is, especially as a child, and I think when we're children, we're a lot more connected to source than we are after years and years of conditioning and other people putting, you know, expectations on us when we don't know what our type is and we're not living according to our design and our strategy and authority. And I just, I'm so curious about what my life would have been had I, had I, you know, had that um, pleasure. But as it was, being young enough and having, I think, more of a direct link to what I'm going to call source, um, I did know what was correct for me. And I often took time out from the sort of energetic space of like friend groups, even sometimes in the middle of a game, I would feel uh, called to walk away and go sit under a tree and just kind of didn't know what it was, but meditate essentially. Mm -hmm. And this was how I like read, this is how I grounded. Yeah. Um, same thing with like going outside and looking up at the moon had no clue that the moon was going to be so relevant to my existence but have always found myself very grounded by seeing the moon which is a which is such an odd expression for people to hear they're like oh you're you feel grounded when you see the moon <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> um so so i find all of that really fascinating but um but yeah that's definitely um, going to school um, was never a problem. Like I've never really had a problem um, talking to strangers or new people. I've actually found though that as I've gotten older, I'm a lot more guarded with with my own energy, and I do like to retreat more. And I'm not as um, excited by crowds as I used to be when I was younger. There was so much energy there, but I but it was innocent too, because I, I didn't have the experiences of betrayal and uh, all sorts of other things that have now occurred to me, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm currently working through processing. But um, as a child, I, I, was, I was excited by crowds as long as I had a sense of safety, like I was with a family member or whatever, you know, cause I, I tend to get lost. I say I get lost in my own backyard. That's, that's <laughs> I'm a space cadet. Um, 
So as long as there was some measure of safety, it was an adventure. I enjoyed the adventure and I enjoyed all the energies. Um, now I find that what is the most important thing to me is having my inner circle. And I love hanging out with just my, like my inner crew. Like that's a good time for me as being with just a few of my closest friends. And if we happen to go out and I meet one or two new people, I can take in those energies one at a time. But um, yeah, <laughs> I think that might also be due to my environment type. Like I'm a natural shores person. Yeah. Um, so I'm not kitchens or market. Um, uh, but shores is also an interesting one because it, it, it could easily translate to a number. I mean, it has yeah. like cross-sectionality with some of the other environments. I have enjoyed learning about that um, on caves, um, which explains uh, a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Reading about that going, <laughs> makes sense. Um, I do like to, to retreat. And, you know, speaking of childhoods and that, I know that I really still never really enjoyed crowds. Sometimes I'd go into it. And when I do, I can, I can really feel that. And I can look back now on my life and go how, how I was impressioned by everybody else. And so I was always labelled a chameleon because mm. I would pick up accents really quickly. Mm. I would just, and, and I still, I still sometimes catch myself and what you were saying about protecting your energy. Um, I've learned to sort of have those boundaries a little bit more now, right. but if I'm talking to someone, it's so remarkable when you observe yourself and just how quickly you will start moving your hands the way they are. You might move your hair and it's like literally I still, I, I just marvel. It's like I step outside of myself for just a second and I observe and I go, that is actually remarkable that you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? But then you've got to, then you've got to walk away from it because it's too much. Um, otherwise you, you're taking on everybody else. So I think I had that a lot as a child, trying to sort of fit in, fit right. into places and fit in with people because I still didn't know who I was. So let's move on then. Let's um, get your advice and your sharing on those deconditioning tips that you could give a new reflector coming in, like just some simple tips and tricks to get them through when they first find out or a parent who's raising a reflector child that's coming through a lot. So, well, okay. Number one thing, which I think um, most people have been saying, but it's super important, especially for reflectors is don't pressure them. It's very hard for us to make snap decisions. We need a full cycle of the moon to have awareness about what we're feeling and processing the different things that have been coming through to us through the program. I know um, for me, several times I've, and, and I tend, <laughs> this is like a thing that I think I've been working on in my romantic relationships because I tend to end up in relationships with people who put a lot of pressure on me. And then I have to work through that and what that's about. But this is, it's been really great for me to have a boundary around this and to know that if, a, if, if something is going to be right for me and it's in alignment for me, then it's going to be worth waiting for. And the yeah. people who are the people that are worth, worth my time are going to be people who understand that and gift me that. I love that. So that's beautiful. Thank that's, you. That's one thing I can share for sure. And another thing um, would be, so yeah, environment. Environment is super important to reflectors because 
there, I mean, if you think about it, that they're just this giant cosmic mirror. So they're going to reflect whatever is around them in their space. And that's not just, you know, the, the, the physical reality of what is around them, but it's energetically what's around them. That's why they say that the most important thing for a reflector is to find the right environment because then they will find the right people they're supposed to be with. They will find the right work that they're supposed to do. So I would say if you found out you're a reflector and you don't know what to do with that information, first thing is first, find out what environment type you are, find out where your moon is, your natal moon, and then find out uh, where your hanging gates are. So you have a sense of what energies are going or what's going to be consistent for you over this 28 day period, and then start journaling. I would do that. That's a great practice because then, I mean, I've kept a journal without even knowing I was a reflector. I kept a journal from the age of eight to the age of 18. And I go back still and I reread those old entries and I've started to piece together what's going on for me and what my, what my special talents are yeah. and how things are going to work for me. Uh, reflectors are very complicated in that they have this uh, very unique way of coming to themselves and coming to their authority and mm -hmm. that strategy is super important and you just got to be able to know that hey have you have a permission slip you have this giant permission slip as a reflector because it's hard it's hard for a reflector <laughs> but you have such an important um i mean my understanding is that reflectors have a very important role to play and especially i think in the age that we're coming into now um, as, as being barometers and calibrators for, yeah. for community. I love those words, barometer and calibrator. <laughs> Thank you. And that's a really good point about the hanging gates and tracking those transits. And I think it's something that I might put up like the easiest way to do that because it, it can become quite as a new reflector. Oh my gosh, I don't understand how this works. Yeah. So I might put something up there. I might actually ask the community That'd be for really sure. good. Thank you for that. So, Rhonda, how can we find you? Whereabouts are you? What are you about to you? Whereabouts are you? What are you doing? Oh, well, so I have an Instagram where I curate human design and gene cues content. Um, and that's only, it's about maybe just a little under a year old, but you can find me on Instagram as Rhonda Reflector. And I believe there's an underscore between Rhonda and Reflector. Yep. And that's Rhonda spelled R-H-O-N-D-A. So you can find me there, message me there. Um, my, um, <laughs> I'm going to start a Facebook page that'll be linked to that Instagram. So um, you could also probably find me there. I haven't started it yet, but on Facebook, I am uh, Rhonda Rubicon, which is the name that I've given in my profile um, for Rhonda Reflector. Thank and you. you can also find me if you care to find some of my musical um, compositions and things that I've done musically, you can search for me on YouTube as uh, either Rhonda Rubicon or Rhonda Roberts, which is my maiden name, um, and ukulele. I, I compose and play ukulele songs and um and you might i mean i i do a google search because i am a very interesting person that turns up in strange places <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs>
thank you that's so fascinating i'm definitely going to check out your youtube i love i love music well let me tell you something if you're on spotify i have curated a very special playlist that i think uh, reflectors will love because it's a stargazing playlist and it reminds me um like i i feel like a star a star a homesick alien so um if you find me on spotify my my spotify username is ronda musing so r-h-o-n-d-a-m-u-s-i-n-g and there is a signature series um playlist and it's called interstellar interludes and i've curated that um if you want to check that out that's that's mm -hmm. fun it's it's stuff that i think it, it's so it's so about you just feel like you're in space <laughs> oh what a gift thank you i'm gonna i'm gonna get that a link from you and link it in the yeah, show notes so sure. people, thank you thank you so much beautiful person for being here and taking time it's been such a good chat i'll let you go oh, before gosh. your battery runs out yeah, and we go through. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry I had to be cut short, but they, as they say in show business, leave leave before uh, they get tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you again, Rhonda. You have a spectacular day and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.